Chapter Five of the Art of Stage Dancing. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marianne Spiegel. The Art of Stage Dancing by Ned Wayburn. Chapter Five. Ned Wayburn Stage Dances. I have already named the five basic types of stage dancing taught in my courses. In this chapter I shall describe them in detail in such a manner that any one can distinguish them from one another. No doubt when you have seen dances of the new type executed on the theatrical stage, you may have been unable in some cases to correctly classify them. That is not at all surprising, since the classification is my own, as well as some of the steps themselves. You have realized that so-and-so did a pleasing, pretty, and complicated dance, but what it is called, or if it is called at all, you are unable to state. All my dances have names, and are properly classified, and what these are, and to what distinct type they belong, is going to be spread before you here and now. First let us consider the type that I have named American Specialty Dancing, the one that is more truly and distinctively American than any other type of dancing to be seen on any stage today. This classification comprises every variety of tap and step dancing, and also what is commonly known as leg mania, the latter including the high kicking features, where the leg will execute front, back, and side kicks, and other forms of the acrobatic type of dancing. Leg mania is not a possible development for every student of dancing, as nearly every other form of the art is but is available to the few who are adapted to its exacting technique, which ensures that this interesting field will never grow too many blossoms, and that supply is not likely to equal demand. I will mention Evelyn Law in Leg Mania, and Anne Pennington in Tap and Step dancing as sample stars from my studios in this beautiful and lucrative type of dancing, though their dancing limitations are by no means confined to this one branch of the art. Tap and step dances are made up of a series of steps that involve certain movements of the four parts of the foot, as described in another chapter, namely, the toe, the ball of the foot, the heel, and the flat of the foot, which produce distinctive rhythmic sounds, or taps, as they separately strike the floor or stage. Under the classification of tap and step dancing, we teach the buck and wing dance, the waltz clog, the straight clog, which is like an English clog or Lancashire clog, jigs, reels, and the old form of what we call step dancing, which was popular forty years ago in the old variety days. They did the jigs, reels, and clogs then, and these different types of dancing modernized combined to make what we call today the American specialty type of dancing. My course in tap dancing, for instance, includes beginner's buck and soft shoe dances, intermediate, advanced, semi-professional, and professional buck and soft shoe dances. Of course, when you get into the semi-professional buck and soft shoe, you will begin to get complicated taps, and you will get difficult triple taps in professional buck dancing. You are no doubt familiar in a general way with the musical comedy type of dancing, which is really an exaggerated form of fancy dancing. It includes the now popular but simpler soft shoe dances, dainty, soft, pretty movements, with many effective attitudes of the body, 
all sorts of kicking and fancy steps. As a matter of fact, this type of dancing is perhaps the most difficult of all to define exactly, because often musical comedy dances include a few tap steps and sometimes simple ballet movements, or combinations, as we term them. Our musical comedy dances are arranged in routines or sequences of not less than ten steps, including an entrance, eight steps to the dance, and an exit movement. The entrance is a traveling step, a step which gets you onto the stage. Then comes the dance itself, consisting of eight steps. Then the exit, which must include a step which will make a decided climax to the whole dance. I have already explained the importance of making an effective exit. In a subsequent chapter, I will describe more in detail a musical comedy routine. Perhaps acrobatic dancing is the most difficult of all the types to master. That is, it most certainly requires a degree of strength that the other dances do not demand. Sufficient strength in the arms to support the weight of the body in the handstand and the cartwheel. Flexibility of the muscles in order to do the limbers and backbends. All of the aerobic tricks, handstands, cartwheels, splits, rollovers, backbends, frontovers, inside-outs, nip-ups, butterflies, flip-flops, boranus, somersaults, etc., are very difficult and require special adaptability and inexhaustible patience, but almost any normal human, being between the ages of four and thirty, can learn even the advanced tumbling tricks in time, but only by keen application and persistent practice. The fourth of the basic types of dancing is my modern Americanized ballet, a most graceful type of dance which requires and develops beauty and grace of motion of the head, the hands, the arms, the feet and legs, of the whole body, in fact. This Americanized ballet is subdivided into various types of dances, toe dancing, classical dancing, character dancing, interpretive dancing, covering all kinds of national and folk dancing. These have attention elsewhere in this volume. Exhibition dancing constitutes the fifth type, and is varied in its possibilities. It is the kind you see exhibited by a dancing team in public and private ballrooms, and at social or club functions, and may take the form of the exhibition trot, the exhibition one-step, the tango, the exhibition waltz, or the whirlwind dance. It is very pretty and very profitable work for those who are adapted to its interpretation. This type of dancing is not taught in classes in the Ned Wayburn studios, but is given special attention under qualified private tutors, in private lessons, and has prepared some remarkable dancers in this field. Two of the more popular dances which I have conceived and arranged, and which have lately swept the world, are the ballroom Charleston dance and the exhibition Charleston. As my pupil, you will discover in the course of your advancement that you have a particular preference for one of these types of dancing, or perhaps two or three. Each person has his or her own personality, and certain personalities are better suited to the tap-and-step style of dancing than to the ballet, for instance. But in order to meet the competition in stage dancing in the future, you require a knowledge of the five basic types, as outlined. I cannot emphasize too strongly the importance of personality in a successful stage career. Along with the actual mastering of the dancing steps and acquisition of health and a beautiful body, comes just as surely the development of personality. And since each individual has a distinct personality, 
it is advisable for everyone to select the type of dancing best suited to that personality. It is because of this quality that the performance of stars like Evelyn Law, Marilyn Miller, Anne Pennington, Gilda Gray, and Fred and Adele Astaire leaves a lasting impression. Every step, every movement is designed to drive home the characteristics of their individuality. Even more important than the actual dancing steps they do is the manner in which they execute them, the individuality which gives expression to all that they do. It is the almost indefinable factor called personality which lifts one out of the ranks of the chorus and makes the solo dancer. In this book I am trying to help you develop your personality, in the way that I have discovered and developed the personalities of so many of today's stars. Most emphatically I want to impress upon you that it is not chorus work that you learn in my courses. It is professional, individual dancing, taught thoroughly and completely. Anyone who masters the dances takes on a certain confident feeling in time, after exercising great patience in practice. With this confidence, the happy pupil radiates a new magnetic personality which the audience feels. But more about this later on, when you will learn just how one's self is injected into the dances until they are vitalized and made living exponents of a beautiful art. End of chapter 5